The John Morris Show, episode 82. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Hey there, my name's John Morris. I'm a former U.S. Army veteran turned freelance web developer. And my goal for you at this podcast is twofold. First, I want to help you learn how to code. Second, I want to help you turn that code into a full-time living. Because if you're like me, what you want is the freedom, the satisfaction, and the income that you get from being a high-profile web developer. So if that's you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can find all my past episodes and get subscribed at johnmorrisonline.com slash johnmorrisshow. Also, as you get value from the show, consider becoming a supporting listener on Patreon because you'll help keep the show free for everyone and you'll get access to exclusive courses, source code, and Q&A sessions available only to supporting listeners. Visit johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome to episode number 82. In this episode, I'm going to be answering your questions, so we're going to be doing our weekly web developer Q&A. Now, if you've sent me a question via Patreon, email, Twitter, YouTube, or anywhere else this week, then be sure to listen to this episode because there's a good chance I'm going to answer it. Also, if you'd like to get priority access to this Q&A to ensure your questions get answered, consider becoming a supporting listener over on Patreon at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get into these questions. So the first one comes from Crazy1985 via YouTube. And this isn't necessarily a question, but brings up a point that I want to cover. So it says, I'm just going through the same thing and failed it, but I have learned that I need to learn more about specializing in something rather than being a jack of all trades. Now, again, like I said, not 100% a question, but something I wanted to dive into And that's because the single most important thing that you can do to have more success as a freelancer is to stop being a jack of all trades and start being a specialist. As the saying goes, it's better to do one thing well than 10 things poorly. And that is 100 million trillion billion percent true. And the reason why is First and foremost, all of your effort gets focused and yields much more results than it would if it were spread out among 10 different things. On top of that, it when you pick one thing, then it it's a lot less confusing to the potential client about what it is that you do. When you're a specialist, people know exactly what you do. Good example if you take a plumber versus a handyman. Well, with a plumber, you know, there's no question them them being a plumber, you know exactly what they do and what they can't do. And so when you want a plumber, then you you call one. However, with a handyman, you know, they generally will do 
plumbing things like that, but you don't know for sure if a particular handyman will or won't do it, how good they are at it because they do all this other stuff. And so there can be a lot of questions that come up in your mind. And that can be true, you know, electrician versus a handyman, a plumber versus a handyman, all these different specialties. A handyman can often do a lot of those things, but when we need someone to do that one specific thing, we often call the specialist. And generally, we're willing to pay more for a specialist and someone who specializes in one specific thing. So you get more out of your effort. It's also less confusing to potential clients. They know exactly what you do. And oftentimes, what happens is when you do this, you start speaking in their language as opposed to speaking in your technical jargon that they don't really understand. So if you've never heard me say this, if you're struggling with freelancing, this is the thing, the very first thing for you to go and change right now. Stop being a jack of all trades and saying, I know HTML, PHP, CSS, JavaScript, etc. And I work on this and that and the other and pick a niche, do something very specific. For example, as I always say, I built membership sites. So that's all I did. I didn't do all this other stuff. I worked on membership sites. So I positioned myself as the membership site expert. And when I did that, it was a lot easier to compete. It was less confusing to clients. And I became the go-to person for that particular thing. All right. Next question. Edward via YouTube asks, hello, I'm on my way out of the army for medical reasons, but I'm going to school for web design and development. Any advice on what I need to learn first? That would help me freelance while still going to school. All right now, what I the the big thing I recommend, and I want to point you to is I've done a video where I it's really my definitive answer to what I should learn that that what I should learn first question, and you can find that up on YouTube. It's why does coding take forever to learn? That's the name of the video. So you can go to my channel, maybe do a search for that, or or look for it there. I'll link to it on the show notes page at johnmorrisonline.com slash 82. But really, it's a little bit longer podcast, I think 30, 40 minutes. But it's worth a listen if you're if you're asking yourself this question because those 30 to 40 minutes will, I think, give you the answer that you need. But to give you a little bit here, it, it, it honestly kind of goes back to the first question. And that is, the big thing is when trying to figure out what should I learn first is you need to know what your niche is because there's a thousand things that you could learn. I mean, there's all, there's an unlimited amount of things that you could learn web development, web design, so forth. And there's no one right path for everybody that doesn't exist. So if you're chasing that, you're, you're basically chasing a unicorn. It doesn't exist. So what you need to figure out is your niche because while there's a thousand things you could learn, there's only a handful that are necessary for the niche that you're going to go into. So again, going back to the example I used for membership sites, there's lots of things in building membership sites that I didn't need to know in order to be able to execute on that. And so if you're concerned with speed and trying to get to a point where you can do this as a career quickly, then you need to figure out what are those absolutely necessary skills? And those are the skills that you need to learn first. Not some arbitrary path that some person out there says you need to learn that knows nothing about you or, or what you want to do. Okay, There's no one right path. And 
again, learn those necessary skills so you can start doing this full time and then fill in the rest after that. Okay, so that that's really what you should learn first. I go into a lot more detail with this in, in that video that I mentioned. So again, you go to johnmorrisonline.com slash YouTube and why does uh, learning how to code take forever? And you can go more in depth with that. All right, final question here. Dave via YouTube asks, hi, John. So I'm totally new to the world of PHP, tables, coding, etc. At this point, I'm totally lost in this world, but starting to make sense of all. I was wondering what a config.php file is, and is there a video that explains how to use the different types of files? Thanks so much. So a config file really is what its name implies. It's it's for configuring your application, and really, it it can be anything. You can put anything in there because it's just a file where you put application data that you'll likely use in multiple places in your code. So it's really for data that's you're going to need to access in different classes and different files. You're going to use it in multiple places or across your application. And it's about configuring that particular, that particular application. So oftentimes the most often thing, common example is database credentials. That's often what you're going to see in some sort of config file, but you know, it could be really anything. It could be, you know, it could be whatever you need. It depends on the application. So if you're thinking of data, you know, it, unlike setting, say, a class property where it's available inside of that class, this is stuff that you're going to need in multiple classes, or it's stuff that a user of the application is going to have to enter. That's why database credentials are in there. Technically, database credentials aren't used if you're doing it right. They're not used across the application. They're only used in one class, which is your database class. However, usually when someone installs your application, they're going to have to manually enter those in, and they're going to be somebody who's not necessarily tech savvy. So we put those in a config file so it's easier for them to be able to enter that stuff in there. So it's stuff like that that you put in a config file. And again, it could be anything depending on what your application is. So hopefully that gives you some insight into what they are and how to use them. All right, so that'll do it for this week. If you have a question, you can send it to me via email at john at johnmorrisonline.com. Tweet me at jpmorris on Twitter or leave me a comment over on YouTube at johnmorrisonline.com slash YouTube. Also, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you'd like priority access to this Q&A where your, your questions get answered first, then consider becoming a supporting listener over at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. And also there are perks available for getting access to all the source code that I have, exclusive courses that I release only on Patreon. So definitely want to check it out and see if it is right for you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.